0: Welcome everybody to Secret Sauce, the show where we unpack business tips, life hacks, and advice from industry leaders. I'm Carly Iacono. Today I am joined by Chris Murphy, the partner at Murphy, Schiller & Welks. Chris, so great to see you. Thanks for joining us. How are you?
1: Carly, great to see you. Thanks for having me on.
0: My pleasure. So you have a great breadth of experience in development, transaction. Your firm really has a lot of services related to commercial real estate. So, I'm excited to hear your insights today. But before we jump in, why don't you just tell me a little bit about your firm and the type of work that you do there?
1: Sure. Thanks so much, Carly. So, uh, Murphy Schiller and Wilkes, uh, MSW as we call it, is, is a boutique law firm. We're focused solely on commercial real estate and development. Um, we handle all aspects of commercial real estate and development um, acquisition, sales, leasing, finance, environmental property tax, um, land use and redevelopment. Um, I am one of the founding partners of the firm. I run our land use zoning and redevelopment practice group. Um, you know, We're very active um, in the New Jersey and New York markets. Um, on our transactional side, we do work nationally um, for, for some major private equity clients, acquisition, sales, leasing, and finance work. Um, and we've been growing uh, steadily. We have 16 attorneys based in our Newark, New Jersey office, um, about 23 people total. Um, and we've been we've been very fortunate. That the market has been very receptive to our model, and we've been growing uh, growing rapidly.
0: Glad to hear it. Let's dive into what you're seeing. I, I want to start with the land use and redevelopment piece because I I think there's more of that going on than we've seen in previous years. So, what sort of trends or changes have you seen in that space?
1: Sure. So, so I've really have seen three things. I think um, over the past few years. Um, First is a major concern by developers as it relates to timing of development approvals um, and the resolution compliance uh, process under which you eventually get your permit. So how long does that that process take? The second is affordable housing. How does does affordable housing affect development? We see this both in New Jersey and nationally, um, municipalities and states requiring more affordable housing developments. States have dealt with this issue differently in New Jersey. it's a home rule state, so every municipality deals with it somewhat differently. And third, um, we're seeing uh, some changes in, in municipalities' appetite for, uh, you know, reduced parking. Um, you know, parking has always been a major issue, whether in New Jersey or throughout the, throughout the country. Um, in New Jersey, we're seeing, interestingly, some changes in attitude as it relates to parking, um, you know, and and how that, that will eventually affect development. Um, so maybe I'll start with the first
0: yeah, let's go through those and maybe we start backwards. So, okay, so
1: let's start backwards, let's start with parking. Yep. So so in Newark, for example, um, the city of Newark, it's the largest city in the state of New Jersey, um, very active from a development perspective, um, has a traditional you know, parking requirement for most development, um, which becomes a major issue because when you're developing in a downtown urban center, sometimes that parking might not be required or it costs too much money for developers to go underground. Or create these parking, uh, you know, parking garages ancillary to the development. Um, in Newark, we just did, adopted a new master plan, and a new uh, zoning ordinance is going to be introduced, or has been introduced, excuse me, um, and will be adopted within the next few months. And under that zoning ordinance, there's actually no parking requirement as it's currently proposed, um, which is really a game changer, um, you know, for development in the city of Newark. You'll still have parking because certain clients. Will be you know seeking to attract a certain market and those people might have cars and having parking available might be from a market perspective the best thing to do but um but the ordinance will actually set uh not have a a minimum parking standard It will actually have a maximum parking standard which is clearly an interesting thing
0: how does that work in practicality then are they assuming as a city planner that more people are doing ride shares or just using public transportation. I mean, what's the what's the thought process behind the yeah, you know, parking requirement?
1: I think it's a very actually a very progressive um, mm-hmm. policy. I think that it does first. It does assume that people will be using cars less now and then into the future. Um, it encourages people to use more public transportation. Um, you know, obviously there's an environmental angle here: less cars on the road, better for for the environment. Um, but they are seeing that they're saying. Listen. More people are using ride shares. More people are, especially in a downtown like a city of Newark, where you have a train station and access to mass transportation all around you. Um, you know why are we forcing developers to have all of these parking, uh, you know, spots and all of these parking requirements that in many cases might not even be used? Um, so it, I think it's definitely creating an incentive for developers to develop projects with less parking, and then it's also encouraging the market to use less automobiles um when you do have things like mass transportation you know in very close proximity to the development project
0: i'm sure that made all of your developer clients extremely happy because that is always a challenge right getting to the required parking so
1: very good news
0: good news that's a great example of of what newark's doing to attract new development kind of a creative way i like that yeah the second thing you mentioned was affordable housing so i think this is a shift going on across the country Um, tremendous shortage in affordable housing projected over the next five years. So what trends are you seeing how are the municipalities looking at affordable housing and what changes have you seen?
1: Sure so so it it really depends on where you are throughout the country but everybody's doing this differently you know in New Jersey there are certain requirements, um, you know statutory requirements that require affordable housing and allocation of affordable housing throughout the state. Um, uh, California if we' interestingly, is, you know, has this really a builder's you know, rights uh, remedy that, that if you read about what they're doing out in California, uh, the municipalities were required to um, create certain districts with affordable housing. Um, and they were doing things like uh, putting an overlay zone over a shopping center to, you know, and that's where their affordable housing would be. Well, the courts came back and said, you know, well, that's not. You're never going to redevelop that. There's, you know, this is a Class A retail center. You're never going to develop affordable housing there. You haven't met your obligation. So, mm-hmm. municipalities now in California, if they're not able to come up with with plans to um, allow for real affordable housing development, um, developers have are able to build really whatever they want. It's it's really a fascinating a fascinating development in California. They have no zoning in many cases. Uh, for residential development, um, and for and if those have affordable housing uh, elements to them, um, no zoning whatsoever. You can go in, you submit your permits, and you can build your fifteen-story building in you know a, a residential neighborhood. Um, it's it's very fascinating. In New Jersey, it's dealt with a little bit differently, and and there are builders' remedies. Um, but cities are very much a city like Newark and Jersey City have affordable housing ordinances that require. A certain amount of affordable housing um, in every new development um so in newark for example there's a 20 percent affordable housing set aside on all new development over 30 units um, which is pretty much everything um and uh it's on-site affordable housing um and it creates some major problems for developers that are trying to develop projects um when you have construction costs that are high and interest rates that are high um you know how do how do they underwrite that deal um, have now, you
0: seen that percentage come up? So we were at—you said twenty percent. Now, did it used to be fifteen? Sort of. How's the percentage changed overall?
1: Yeah. So Newark actually didn't have an affordable housing ordinance before oh, uh, Mayor so Baraka okay. created the inclusionary zoning ordinance. So it's a twenty—it's a twenty percent affordable housing set aside, um, which is uh, you know—it's it's,
0: high. It's
1: pretty high. It's pretty high, yeah. and not—it's it's on site too. So. Um, yeah. you know, you're not looking at paying into a fund or doing some off-site right. affordable it's housing. Restrictive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's restrictive. It's on-site affordable housing now. Um, the city is saying, you know, and this is a more this is a national trend as well, you know, we're looking at other options, other incentives to encourage this affordable housing and development. So whether it's a payment in lieu of taxes, which is a pilot in New Jersey, or state tax credits under some major tax credit programs that were passed in New Jersey a few years ago. Um, specifically the Aspire tax credit program, which is a a gap financing tool for developers um, that can help fill that gap. So we are seeing that we're seeing the state acting as a partner, um, you know, in some developments. But, um, you know, my solution, you know, always afford, you know, if you want cheaper housing, build more housing. So I'm very much a proponent of density and, and, uh, you know, allowing the market to, uh, you know, to shift you know those those things and allow the market to determine whether or not a f- housing is affordable the more housing supply you have generally basic economics is you know the, the cheaper that housing will be um you know but maybe there's a mix of, of both mandatory affordable housing at the state or uh municipal level and you know the market forces creating more affordable housing
0: have you seen less urban municipalities in our region creating the same sort of affordable housing requirements, or is it really just Jersey City, Hoboken, New York, the the more dense areas?
1: Yeah, it's really the more dense areas. Um, It's really the more dense areas. You do see it throughout the state, but you're not seeing it as much in some of the, you know, more suburban municipalities. I will say, um, and I think this might be a trend, you know, throughout the country as as it relates to land use and redevelopment. You know, we are seeing more suburban municipalities kind of get into the redevelopment game um, where, under the local housing and redevelopment law in New Jersey, it was very much, um, you know, major urban municipalities that were taking advantage of, of um, that law and the redevelopment law in New Jersey and the, the pilot programs. Um, you know, we're now seeing, you know, suburban municipalities saying, hey, we want a more coordinated redevelopment of our downtown area. Um, how do we do that um, You we do it through regular zoning and you know land use entitlements, or you could do it under the redevelopment law, which allows for a much more, um, you know, a, a much more political thoughtful, right, awful yeah, political process where you know, mm-hmm. you're taking that power and you're saying politicians can now weigh in on what they want to see and how they want to mm-hmm. develop. It's, it's a very interesting process. We, we are seeing a lot more of that in suburban
0: municipalities. The third thing you touched on just before we run out of time was the sort of the change to the time frames and the statutes so why don't you touch on that and let us know what you meant by that
1: sure so under New Jersey like most states throughout the country has a a land use law that governs um, you know requirements for municipalities to undertake development um, in New Jersey the municipal land use law has statutory time frames and deadlines as it relates to application review and application approval so, um, you know, you can know as a developer when you submit an application. The municipality has in the Municipal Land Use Law forty-five days to review that application and deem you complete or incomplete. Um, the issue becomes, the, the issue becomes, on the back end now I have an approval. You know what happens under the Municipal Land Use Law in New Jersey? There's no statutory time frame for review of those resol- what we call resolution compliance plans. Um, so you're, you could be out there sometimes sitting for a year waiting for a final review and sign off from a municipality for a development project. And the, the municipality has no has no deadlines statutorily that they have to comply with. Um, so in New it's Jersey, crazy. it's crazy. It's, 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 right? amazing. it's just
0: open ended. I mean, how would you get a project to move forward with no requirements for response?
1: Right. You have to have everybody insane. on board. Yeah, yeah
0: so which never happens of which course is, though yeah it's you know, challenging Very so challenging. how is this changing
1: so well, i hope there it's a proposal there are some proposals so there is some okay. proposed legislation that would create or amend municipal land use law to to um you know put in some time frames on the back end um i think there is a big push for that um i think developers you know time is money for developers i don't care if you're in new jersey or alaska or <laughs> california um time is money um, you know, every minute that, that you don't have shovels in the ground costs that developer money um, and in some cases can, you know, can cost the municipality the project, quite frankly. You know, we've seen right. people have to walk away, you know, especially recently with higher interest rates and, and construction costs being elevated. Um, you know, so there is some some a push down in at least in New Jersey and Trenton on, um, you know, creating some some stat, a statute that would address this issue um, or amending a statute that would address this issue. So. To be continued but we're uh, you know we're fighting for our development clients every day so we're involved in the conversations
0: i think we would all like an outside time frame right a stop yeah. point where they have to respond that seems pretty basic i'm kind of amazed that it's not already in place so i hope your your lobbying efforts and all political powers that be make that happen soon cool. sounds, sounds more efficient yeah exactly so, but before we wrap up today, do you have any life hacks or your special secret sauce that makes you extra productive or things you'd like to share with today's audience?
1: Sure. I, I say a, a black coffee.
0: Okay, a just black one? Coffee. Come I on.
1: One black coffee before you get in your car and drive 45 minutes to the office. Uh, you no, know, I, that's that that's I think that that's my life hack. Listen to some music, have some conversations with people you love. Remember that we're all very grateful to uh, to have uh, you know jobs in this industry, and it's uh, it's That's really sure. an amazing industry. I wake up every day and say I get to work with people that I really enjoy, and the characters in in commercial real estate. It's uh it's really a beautiful thing.
0: I agree. The only thing I would change is I'm at three black coffees, not one. But you know the rest of it, I'm on board. Okay, I agree.
1: I'll try more. Maybe I'll try more. Yeah,
0: it only gets better.
1: It only gets better.
0: Um. This was great. I appreciate your insights into land use and development. And thanks for sharing the background on your firm. I'm sure everyone got a lot of value from that and can certainly reach out if they have any follow up questions. So Chris, thank you so much for being a guest. It was great to see you.
1: Thank you and so much, Charlie.
0: My pleasure to everyone listening. That was Secret Sauce. We hope to see you again very soon. Take care.